Nick and Matt Jackson. You're listening to the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. Too sweet. Suck it. And welcome to an all new episode of the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. It's Corey Richmond, joined by Jason Brooks. Jason, how are you doing today? As we get ready for another week of pro wrestling with live crowds uh, this weekend with Slammiversary and uh, Money in the Bank. Yeah, no, excited. Um, I thought AEW had one of their better shows in a while, um, and the crowd was really, really great. Uh, so very interested to see how SmackDown goes uh, tomorrow and Money in the Bank. So a lot going on with, with wrestling still. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how how the uh, crowds affect things, how possible surprises are are reacted to by these fans, and a, and a whole lot more. So, uh, Jay... I guess we should start off with the uh, the big news of the week. Uh, Tamina's the last entrant in uh, Money in the Bank. No, sorry, just kidding. Um, what is what are your thoughts on the return of live crowds and how the WWE, TNA, AW, you know, MLW, all these places are going to handle it? Do you think that it's going to be a nice, smooth transition like we saw last couple weeks in AW, or do you think we're going to have some uh, interesting moments? As long as uh, dummies are getting vaccinated, <laughs> we're not going to have mass outbreaks. I think that's the only thing that could really be an issue. I think, yeah, I mean, people haven't been in a place, you know, 30,000, 20,000, 10,000 people haven't been in a place altogether in a year and change. So it's going to bring an interesting mix. Um, and there's still that element of people being afraid to go and have big crowds of people. So I don't know. But I think people are going to be excited, and we've seen that with AEW. They're just excited that, like, <laughs> they're around. They're able to go out. They're able to do things. They're able to watch wrestling live. So um, I think things that might come off not great are everyone's cheering for everything. Um, so I, I, I think we're going to continue to see that. And then after the next month or so, I think things will kind of calm down, and it'll be what actually is over and what's not over. But I think for the you know next couple of weeks or so, I think a lot of things are going to be cheered for. Yeah, I, I could see that. I mean, we saw with uh, WrestleMania that the the fans were very forgiving, and then we we've seen with the, these first two weeks uh, with AEW going back. To, yes, we know that there were live crowds in Jacksonville. But we're saying back on the road with live crowds. Things have been. Yeah, relative. I mean, there were only there were only a few thousand people. I don't, I don't, and also there were a few thousand people. It was an open air stadium. You know, it's a different energy inside, um, in, in, you know, in my opinion. I totally, I totally uh, agree with that. Oh, and yes, we did bury the lead. The great host from the Jackie, uh, you don't know Jackie podcast and our social media guru did say in the wrestling life chat, which, you know, everyone, please join us for that. And we will read your comments if we see them in time. Can we all first congratulate Jason? Uh <laughs> Jason and the first lady of the Workshop Wrestling Podcast, Sharon Brooks, are going to be having twins. Uh, if you follow him on Instagram or on Facebook, it came uh, very apparent. I mean, I've known for a little while, so I've kept my mouth shut for a change. But uh, <laughs> December, the Brooke twins will be arriving. So congratulations from your friends at the Workshop Wrestling Podcast and everyone out there, including, you know, the biggest Jason stand out there, uh, Jackie Endy. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's great. I mean, we've known um for like a really long time so um you know that it's been it's great and yeah it's just you know um 
getting everything planned. We went to see a, a car today. Um, and the car is, is so expensive. It's just like, it's just like I could feel the money draining out of my bank account um, already. Welcome to but, And I'm like looking at, you know, the baby clothes that we were, we've already gotten. And um, no, I'm just really uh, excited for this journey and what things are going to look like and uh, how tired I'm going to be, but just kind of welcoming these people, these little people into this world and trying to make them the best people they can be um, because our society obviously is crumbling around us. And so, yeah, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just really excited to be a dad and um, yeah, we'll talk about it more as we, as we, we go along, but really excited to be a dad. So uh, December, late November ish, you know, that'll happen. Uh, we may not be doing a podcast for a while, but um, you know, maybe around WrestleMania time, I'll be, I'll be able to come back, but it might, it might be a little bit before, before we're able to do a show, but we'll talk about all that as we kind of continue to, to, to move along here. Oh, and of course, Andy trying to get a little jab in because she needs, she needs to be the center of attention. Jade is about to have twins and Corey was sleeping in a twin bed until a year ago. It's not true. I've had I've had a king size bed for at least about six or seven years now. So you're funny, but not funny enough. Get your facts straight. Oh, but of course, that's pretty... you don't know Jackie podcast. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right, let's get back to, to, to wrestling. Okay. And I have another question later on, which I think is the key question that everybody would like to know. Oh. Um, and of course, I'll forget about it as we get there. But so like I said, fans are back. We we had our last show in the Thunderdome. Bobby, thank, Bobby thank Lashley, God, thank God, thank God. Bobby Lashley uh, did what I think what all fans wanted to do and destroy any semblance as he ended Raw. I think that was his best promo on his own since his TNA days. I thought it was a really strong promo to say the least. Um, I'm happy that the Thunderdome is gone. I mean, were there some okay moments of the Thunderdome? Sure, I think they're far uh, far between. I mean, and I'm glad we're going to get live crowds again. And I think that, which we'll talk about a little bit later, I think the ratings this week are a direct result of the idea that fans are coming back. I think WWE has done a pretty good job in their advertising, you know, saying fans are coming back. Even in non-WWE uh, programs, I was watching, you know, some stuff on the USA Network just in passing, and you, their whole entire strategy over the last week has been the fans returning, and you have to see this and this. And I think, like, our friend Brian Drake even said, you know, he lost a lot of interest once they're without fans. And I think that, you know, I don't know if he'll come back, but I do think this is going to be an interesting way to see if people do come back with the, uh, with this drive, yeah. but, you know, but you, you know, and I, I'm, I don't have the tweet from Vince Russo, but he basically had a tweet, like, you know, you have a uh, crappy, you know, for raw in particular, you have a show with really bad writing, no direction with creative and there's no fans. Now we're going to have fans and the show is going to get better. You know, there, so there is that adage of, you know, what are fans going to do for these shows that are not good um, in general, particularly on Raw? Although I, I did enjoy the Bobby Lashley segment uh, and I've, I've enjoyed this, this stuff he's done with Kofi. But, you know, in general, Raw is still not good. How are people going to, you know, take some of the stuff that they're, that they're trying to do? Um, and then kind of like we talked about, we've talked about this a lot, but what gets over? You know, what actually what actually gets over? I thought it was interesting watching AEW. And I know Ricky Starks is from Texas, right? And so um, even though he's billed as from Louisiana, but I don't know, whatever. Right. Yeah, he's um, got a lot of stuff there. Yeah. I guess they're close enough. 
So, um, yeah. So, and so he got a lot of cheers. People were really cheering for him. And then he was like the heel. <laughs> and so it was funny how he ended up winning from a heel, you know, tactics or whatever. Um, and you saw Moxley was super over. Um, Adam, uh, Adam Page was. So what slash who is over in the WWE, you know? Um, and how does that work? How is, you know, um, you know, looks like Goldberg's going to be returning here at some point uh, on Monday for a- on Monday. Right. So how is he going to be received? Uh, I mean, the man hasn't wrestled a good match in since 1998. Right. So like, wh- well, what, how's that going to be received? How's Nikki Ash going to be received and Alexa bliss. So I think it's all going to be really, really interesting to see what happens. Uh, and I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I think fans will be forgiving, at least at first. I think, you know, this whole entire idea, I mean, can we get a huge spike in the spread of the Delta variant and everything by having all these wrestling fans with very loose, non-ROH standards for crowds coming in? Sure. But I do think the fans, a lot of these people are just waiting to get outside, go to live events. I mean, I'll be 100% honest. Like I said, if I wasn't coming to visit you directly, I don't know still how comfortable I would be going all those people at AEW Diamond, we go in Chicago in a couple of weeks. But, you know, there is that need to go and see other people. And I think just being able to root for things and being able to let that energy out with other people, I think some of the stuff, maybe, you know, some of the stuff like Alexa Bliss is going to get crapped on by the fans or or possibly Nikki Ash or, you know, some of the stupider things that we're dealing with right now. I think for the most part, like we saw with Mania, will be forgiven and it'll just be like so happy to actually be able to root for something. Yeah. Um, and you know we'll we'll be bringing it all to you and 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 talking about it for sure for the limited amount of time we have left apparently uh <laughs> no just just kidding there but so let's let's get into a couple of thoughts about aw and nxt this week are usually our favorite two days thursday sorry geez, thursday wednesday and tuesday each week uh let's start with aw this time because aw was in front of a live crowd yeah i thought it was a very good not a great show but i think it's a very good show that was helped by the live crowd i mean you know was was moxley versus anderson the best match i've ever seen no but with the fans being so into it it helped you know absolutely thought, you know starks and cage was fine but with the crowd going you know with starks it raised with the level so i mean i know i'm harping on this episode so far about the the importance of fans and the energy that they bring into either by booing or cheering or just in general but I really think like a lot of stuff on AEW this week. And the key thing, the second interaction we had with Hangman Page and the Elite, once again, we know who's over by the reactions they get. Darby yeah. I mean, we knew, we knew. Now, I, I will say, right, like we already knew they were over. You know, like before the pandemic, Hangman was over. Before the pandemic, Darby Allen was over. So that's just kind of kind of continued. I don't know that any any new people have been made. You know, Jungle Boy, Jungle Boy was already was already getting strongly over. So I, I don't know that we we've seen anything different with AEW with different people getting over. Um, and it makes sense to a certain extent because AEW does like kind of long term booking. Um, so there's not necessarily a surprise person who's going to come out of nowhere to be a big a big star. Uh, but I thought AEW show just in general was was really, really good. Um you know, Jake Barnett, who reviews AEW for Pro Wrestling.net, kind of pointed out, you know, with um, Malachi Black, Tommy and whatever. 
I do think his promos have to change a little bit. He's like, you know, the story time promo, it's a little bit slow. And I think he's got to figure out better pacing. I also don't think they should have touched. I think they should have stayed away from each other a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, and really Malachi Black done that heel move where he comes out and then he just like leaves the ring. You know what I mean? So, you know, whatever. That's kind of a nitpick. But overall, I thought it was it was a fast paced show, but it, and they they always do a little bit too much, which they did. But I I thought it worked better than it than it does usually. Um, I thought the matches were very good. Um, yeah, I thought it, I thought it was an excellent excellent show with a lot of really good stuff in there. Uh, I, you know, the women's match was not great. Um, I would have liked to have seen them do a little bit more. Um, with the magic girl, she's like, she's making her appearance after not being on dynamite in 16 months or whatever. And it's like, okay, here she is. You haven't seen her in a while. Well, here she is, you know, getting to know her personality and who she is and whatever. And I thought the match itself wasn't great. Also was put in a tough spot. So, um, you know, again, need to do more with the women's division. As we keep saying, it can't, it's, it's a one woman division. It really is. And they need to kind of figure out what they're doing with that. And Corey, and we see it, right? They need to have these big shows. They need to have shows in front of, they're having shows in front of the fans. So what do they do? They're putting the guys over and the women are in the background because they know that's, you know, that's what's over because that's what they've put over. So anyway, um, overall though, it was a very, very good show. Yeah. And I would, the only thing I would disagree and I, I just, I'd love to understand behind the scenes things about it. I do think it's a two women's division. I know it's a nitpick. I mean, I have no idea why Thunder Rosa is not on these shows. She's on pretty much every dark and elevation, but she's not on Diamond. It makes you wonder if it's got something to do with, you know, either they don't want to, one, they don't want to beat her, you know, because they don't want to take title off of Brit right now. And she's not on the plan, so they were not doing anything with her. Or two, something's going on with the NWA where the NWA, now that they're doing shows again, if they've pulled back a little bit on how much they want her to be used. I mean, I do think that's kind of interesting on Thunder Rosa was besides, yeah. you know, Sheeta, your, your two, you know, two, your three biggest stars. And she's basically disappeared unless you watch the secondary program. No, I agree. She was on dynamite a few weeks ago. Right. I believe. No, um, maybe that was, maybe that was darker elevation, but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it was darker, darker elevation and she was over. I mean, she's one of the only women who's truly over with the with the crowd. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, you know, especially in Texas, a Latinx woman, uh, you know, I think she could have really, really been over. So I don't know what's going on there. Um, I definitely think, though, the big match they're setting up down the road is going to be Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. I don't think that's going to headline a pay-per-view, but I think it's going to be, I mean, it's the biggest match they can have. Right. Um, and so I think they're kind of saving that one for a while. So maybe you keep Thunder Rosa away. Um, and by the way, Corey, uh, you know, I, I don't want to be mean. I don't want people to lose their job. We got to get Vicky Guerrero out of there. We have to get her out of there. She doesn't put anybody over. She does nothing for the show. Uh, you know, Britt Baker basically just uses it as a punching bag. She's just, She's useless. I think she takes away from Nyla Rose. Uh, I I just, you know, she's just, she's, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, they really, and it, it's fine. It is what it is. It, it's not a big deal, but uh, she's just, just she's, uh, she's terrible. 
I can respect that. Um, before we move on to NXT, just a couple of quick things here. One, I'd just like to get your thoughts on the uh, Matt Hardy versus Christian Cage match because I thought the match itself was was good. It was a good professional wrestling match, but I don't know if it's an I don't think it's an ageist comment by me here, but seeing two like an older guy face a younger guy, I'm cool with, or two young guys face each other. But when you have two older guys facing each other, it kind of doesn't really work for me because the and I'm Jay, you can tell me I'm crazy here, but it just for some reason. I thought the match was fine. I mean, maybe it didn't help that the ending basically came out of nowhere where he was outside the ring, Chris Cage, and he comes basically dead, and then he comes back in two seconds later and hits the kill switch in the match. No, I didn't like the finish. I didn't like the finish at all. I didn't like the 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 finish. No, I completely disagree with you. I think you can have two old guys if they're good, and I think those two old guys are still good. So that doesn't bother me. I think the finish of the match wasn't particularly good. Um, I think the build was they they tried – um, you know, they did, did the little uh, package there talking about cage, talking about their relationship. I do think the feud was partially hurt by the fact they didn't, you know, they couldn't reference certain things. They didn't have the video for certain things, obviously, because it's WWE stuff. Sure. Um, so I don't know. I feel like the feud was hurt by things to a certain extent. Um, the Matt Hardy family office thing, as I've, I've told you, doesn't really do, do a lot for me. Private party haven't been a big part of dynamite in six to eight months since they've joined us um and so i doubt yeah so that really hasn't done a lot for me so i i don't know matt matt hardy just doesn't at this point i I think he's still great you know so on and so forth but he just hasn't done a lot for me with with this stable and uh, i'm glad it's over and hopefully they'll they'll kind of move on do think it was interesting with luchasaurus carrying um christian on his shoulders and jungle boy kind of giving him a funny look jim ross pointed it out so um that could be a few down the road that could be that could be interesting too maybe that's an all-out match i could definitely see that and i guess the other point i would just quickly do before we move on to nxt is what was your thoughts on andrade's promo being you know trip i know you haven't liked from the beginning the idea of them putting the english translation when the guy's actually speaking english on you think it's kind of demeaning but what did you think of the idea do you think he's going to go and try to join the death triangle and take it over from Pac or do you think this is a couple of weeks of matches and it's a feud that leads up to either him bringing in another group and facing the death triangle at all out where do you think that's going yeah I think they need something for him to do and going against Pac I mean that could be the you know that and Paige and uh, Hangman or Paige and uh, Omega probably will be the two best matches on the show if that's one of the matches Um, they could really tear it up so I think that's probably where they're going and it'd be a good way to get Pac, who's one of the, you know, their franchise players involved and a way to get Andrade, probably a big win. Um, One issue is Pac does not seem to win these matches really, but yeah, I think that could be a a really, really fun match. I don't know why he just doesn't speak in Spanish. I I don't, I don't understand it. Um, And then you translate underneath that, you know, if his English isn't good enough, then like, why is he speaking English? I I don't know. Um, But beyond that, yeah, I, I think we'll see what happens. I haven't been super impressed with Andrade. Um, and, but, you know, it's it's early. And, you know, it was early with Rusev, and we kind of weren't happy with it, but they've done a really, really great job since then. So, and he's done a great job since oh, then. Yeah. So let's see let's see how it plays out with Andrade and, and, and where they go. Yeah. Uh, we, do, you have any, do you want to talk about anything else with uh, AW, or do you want to move on to NXT? 
No, I, I well, uh, they're definitely making Rampage a big show. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see, you know, how, what they do with Rampage, how it differentiates itself. Uh, someone on um, one of the websites I was reading today is like, they're really trying to make you know that Rampage is not Thunder. <laughs> you know, they're really trying to put that out there. You know, so, you know, let's see where they go there. Um, I think the match with Moxley and Archer should be fun next week. You got to have Archer win one of these matches, though. Right? I, he, he, I, I know. I don't think so either, right? Because Moxley is going to be – New Japan is going to be touring um, pretty pretty soon. So, I, but, man, he, Archer keeps having these matches and keeps losing. It's, it's, it's like, well, what are we doing here? So, um, next week should be an interesting show for sure. We've got the el- elimination match. Uh, which I thought they did a really good job of setting up. I think the one thing that's hard is that you have the Dark Order, which are really a bunch of goofs against, you know, one of the all-time great tag teams, one of the all-time great singles wrestlers, and then you got, you know, um, Gallows and Anderson, and then you've got, you know, kind of goofball Dark Order. So, you know, that 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 is kind of what it is. Um but let's see how it plays out. Should be an interesting match for sure. Yeah, I think that match will be in two weeks. But I, I do, I do see what you're saying. I mean, I like the like some of the guys in the dark order, like a John Silver's and stuff. But I, I do understand your point in regards to how it's hard to take some of these guys seriously because. Yeah. Of stuff they- I mean, they never win, Corey. I mean, they never win matches. Um, they're like the lovable losers, and that's okay. Like we talked about before, but it's hard when you place a guy like Adam page with a group like that, now you could say he elevates them. I don't, I don't know if he particularly does, but I can say those who don't think so. Yeah. yeah. So, so anyway, that, that's just, that's just one thing, but overall I thought dynamite had a, a really, really terrific show. Um, and we'll see how next week works out. Yeah. So a couple of things on NXT this week, I thought the uh, cross Gargano match did what it was supposed to do. It brought you more to the idea that Samoa Joe is coming is coming back to wrestle. Uh, Johnny bumped his butt off to make Cross look as good as possible. Um, I thought that your NXT breakout tournament match was fine. Um, Duke Hudson, I don't know if I could truly pick him out of a lineup. I mean, uh, you can. He's like six foot five and jacked. I mean, I, I think you can pick him out of a lineup. I think he's probably going to win this. Um, yeah, I mean he's six foot five and he's gigantic. I mean, he is what you know. I mean, I'm surprised Vince didn't have him on. Doesn't have him on Raw already. Actually, um, he did at one point. He did. Yeah, yeah. Right. I forget who who was he on Raw. Uh, Brendan Verk. He was. Oh yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yes, yes, yes. And they put him over hard, and then. Yeah, so he'll be he'll he'll probably win this thing, I I would suspect, and he'll be a big part of it. But yeah, breakout match was fine. Yes, I mean, like I said, <clears throat> much to me, but much for me. But and then you know you, you had Tyler Rust basically beating Bobby Fish, who didn't even get an entrance in you know a little under three minutes. Uh, what were some of your thoughts on uh, NXT this week? I mean, I thought it was a good show. I don't agree with some people who thought it was a better show than Dynamite. Yeah, so a couple I- things, yeah. So a couple things. One, I'm really happy for Aaliyah. Looks like she's going to be on Raw. And um, she so has... Are you lo- happy for her because she's put all the hard work in? Or you- yeah, absolutely. I'm happy for her because she's put all the hard work in. I mean, okay. 
I respect these men and women who who wrestle and do this profession. It's not it's not easy. And she's been on NXT for like 18 years. Like how long has she? She's like 30 now. She started at 19. Right. So I'm really, really happy for her to get this chance. Is she Io Shirai in the ring? No. But has she improved? She's absolutely improved. And so, you know, um, you know, we'll see what they do with her. Mandy Rose going to NXT. I think it's a good change for her. I think it's a really good change for her. I think she needs to switch things up. Um, and I don't know if that's a permanent change or whatever, but I think that's good. Um, yeah, the Karrion Cross. I mean, clearly they're building the Karrion Cross against Samoa Joe. Well, I say that, but Paige called. I mean, everyone's calling Joe out. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, they're banking on him being healthy. He must be cleared. Yeah. I mean, he must be. He must already be cleared because it wouldn't make sense for them to put, I mean, Adam Cole cut a promo on him. You're not going to cut a promo on a guy who's not going to wrestle. So clearly he's cleared and just, you know, it's not out there yet. Uh, also, he got, you know, the the clutch put on him by Karen Cross. So um, we, we'll see what happens there. I thought Cross looked really good. I thought he, I thought it was one of his better matches and Gargano did a great job of putting him over. Um so that was a that was a good match. Zia Lee challenging for the title. I mean, it, you know, it's fine, but I mean, come on, you know, what are we doing here? Um, they they still, just, that's, that's leading to dissension between her and Dakota. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, clearly. I mean, yes, obviously. Um, but it's weird because Zia Lee is a heel, and then Raquel Gonzalez is a heel. So it's just a kind of an interesting thing. They need to feed some people to Raquel. Um, and obviously, Zayali is getting this big push. So we'll kind of see what happens there. Um, yeah. So I, th- I thought it was a, I thought it was a good show. I'm trying to think back to some of the things. I'm sure you'll you'll point some of them out to me. But overall, I thought it was a good show. But I I, I you know I don't think it was close to dynamite with the with the um, just um, the crowd and the it, the show felt like a big show. It felt like a it felt like a big show. One of the things that I really enjoy, and it wasn't even a match, was how they kept Pete Dunn interested in the title, but then at the same point, they gave him something else to do, which I think is really smart, because right now, he's not going to be facing Karrion Cross for the title, but then you wind up still putting him into something else, where you put him in a little maybe short-term feud with Thatcher and, Garga- and, um, and Ciampa, which could start as a tag team matches and maybe work into, you know, some singles matches that which helps build them continually to maybe finally get to that level of going for the title at some point. So I like what they did there. He said he still wants to be champion. At the same point, he was distracted by something else. And with him being a, a tough SOB he is, he wound up as like, I'm not backing down from this either. So I thought that was, I thought that was well done. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's see what Frankie Monet does here with this. Now she's got basically, she's basically got a stable, which I really like. I'm glad that they're, they're going in that direction. Um, and you know, I, I mean, I'm sure she's going to feud with Mandy Rose at some point. So, uh, yeah, they've got some interesting things going on. I, I mean, Corey, I, I guess the question is, you know, Karrion Cross is going to go, going to be going to the main roster soon. We would suspect, um, also interesting hit row already kind of turning baby face. Um, I don't know if that's for sure happening, but a lot of heel on heel stuff. It's a very, NXT just doesn't have a lot of baby faces, right? So I, I think they're trying to figure out their their balance. 
Is it not having a ton of bit? Well, yes, definitely having a ton of base phases. But it's also, it also seems like that they're in a phase of transition. Of I think they want to get back more to the way they mm-hmm. were previously, getting into being in this, you know, the Wednesday night battle that unfortunately that you know for, they lost. But I feel like they're trying to get back to what they were before they went to USA Network. You know, more of like a focus show, more of we're gonna maybe not not saying that more of a developmental system, but more of just like. I think they were they were so invested in trying to win a ratings roar that they try to blow through so much stuff so quickly. I think now they're taking the time again and they're doing things more step by step and taking chances with things. Yeah, I, I think that that's I think that that's probably true. Um, they're doing less things to pop a rating, although a lot of people said that I don't think they were really doing that that much to begin with. Um, by the way, uh, and I'm just going to say this. Saray is uh, listen. I mean, God, God bless her. I mean, she's gonna kill one of these women. I mean, she's that suplex, she's dropping them on their head. There's no protection, and that drop kick, she kicked the shit out of Priscilla Kelly. I mean, she could have knocked her teeth out. So, I, I don't know. That woman, her moveset is extremely dangerous, and so I don't know. Um, that's something that they really need to think about, but, and she's, I mean, she's good in the ring and I, and I like that she's, a, um, she's a really thickly built woman. So she's not like a, you know, high flyer. She's kind of a different style from Kairi Sin and, uh, Io Shirai. Um, and she's got kind of more of a mat based style, but you know, we'll kind of, we'll, we'll see where it goes, but man, her moveset is really dangerous, Corey. I agree. I mean, she could be, re- she's really, she seems really good. She's got... Everyone who I've ever heard talk about her, they think she can be the next, you know, one of the next big stars in the industry. But yeah, what, what I don't know that she has the charisma of. She doesn't have Io Shirai's charisma. No, she, doesn't. she doesn't have Asuka's charisma. She doesn't have Kyrie Sane's charisma. And I know comparing them to other Japanese wrestlers might seem to be unfair, but I mean, it, it, it's only fair in that they can't get by on promos because of their you know knowledge of the english language like that's hard so how else do they get over and eo gets over on her charisma right when she's walking to the ring with her music you're like that's that's a star you know uh when asuka's coming out it's like that's a star when saray comes out it's like all right she's all right so um anyway we'll we'll see we'll see where where they continue to go with her um and and what kind of run she gets, but I think her against Raquel Gonzalez could be a pretty fun match down the road. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. So going a little off topic, well, not off to, off script, you would say for a second, because since we uh, spoke last week, mm. uh, WWE has we knew that Bailey was hurt, she's out for nine months. They basically kind of restructured uh, SmackDown's women's division, and I wanted to get you know a quick couple of moments on that before we talk about some of the stuff going on this weekend, but we have Shotzi Blackheart, who I guess is now just Shotzi. Uh, Tegan. Why Knox. do these people only have one name? Uh, Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's a couple of <laughs> I mean, the, the Rock. Okay, I guess you could say the maybe The Rock or whatever, but I some mean, of the big, John Cena, Roman Reigns, some of the biggest stars you know, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, some of the biggest names in the history of the WWE, WWF, 
have two fucking names. Why do people have one name? Sashi. Okay, Knox. What is she? Uh, 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 freaking, what is Nails? Whenever I think of not, I think of like Nails. Uh, I thought uh, you were going to say Mike Knox from- Yeah, uh, yeah is, like, what, like, like what, why do why can't people have two names? It's so stupid. It's the dumbest thing. It's very annoying. Sashi Blackheart is a badass name also. And Tegan Knox is like a baby face name. Why are you giving these people one name? It's so dumb. I agree. And the, the third person who actually got a promo video, unlike the other two, Tony Storm is uh, coming in on SmackDown, mm-hmm. coming soon. Uh, what was your, besides the idea that they've lost their, their names, what's your thoughts on uh, the three women coming to the, again, the main roster uh, bump? Yeah, I, I, you know, Corey, I think it's always this, you know, they, they've got to win their first match and, and against someone. And then, you know, instead of doing like promo packages and introducing us, like the stuff they did in NXT with Sashi, where she was in the tank and she was doing crazy shit in the tank. Like, that's dope. Like, that would get people into her character. She's this like hot woman with this crazy green hair who's driving a tank. Like, that's cool uh, in 2021, right? Uh, and Tegan Knox is the baby face of baby faces. Establish these people's personalities and who the fuck they are. Bef- other than beating Tamina and, and Natalia, who cares about them, right? I mean, Establish who, you, you know, do some video packages with them and then have them go out there and beat them. Where do they go from here? Now they're challenging for the tag titles. Who cares? Those belts don't 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 mean anything anyway. So I don't know. As far as the Tony Storm thing goes, listen, you know Tony Storm is great. Um, I think it's good that she's on the main roster. I think they tried to establish her as a star in NXT and it just kind of didn't work out. Um, NXT US, NXT, not uh, UK NXT, where she was a champion. I think she goes to the main roster and is a big time player. Because they just, they don't, how many women do they have who can wrestle like her? And she's really established herself on the mic too and has done a good job on the mic. So it's like, I don't know, like how many women are better than her in the main roster? Not many. So I think she immediately goes to SmackDown and becomes a name. And so, yeah, I like what they're doing. And, you know, we saw that with NXT with Gigi Dolan coming out. And so it's like summer coming and summer going. So, um, yeah, hopefully that spices the SmackDown women's division up a little bit. God knows they need it. Um, and some more opponents for Bianca Belair to to go against. And uh, Jackie Endy in the chat put in, uh, maybe if you're Oprah, Cher, Madonna, you can go by one name. So if you're on that level and you're a cultural, quote-unquote, cultural icon or, you know, one of the richest women in the world in Oprah, you can uh, you could go by one name, especially when you're, you're, you have your own network. Um, but the other thing, I guess, just quickly on this is it is amazing. We've known this in the past, how Vince sees somebody and they goes, all right, I don't care what you're doing, Triple H or Paul Levesque, whatever we're going to call him on NXT. You're just coming up. I mean, yes, it was nice that they went and did a WWE exclusive or whatever, which, of course, no one actually seen it of how Gigi went and said, uh, you know, you weren't good enough to face Tony. So uh, I'm going to face you, Saray. And then they put up a one quick thing saying that um, Shotzi's contract was taken 
or you know purchased from SmackDown uh, from NXT to SmackDown, and that's how we say it. But I mean, you basically you set up last week. Tegan Knox was going to face. No, uh, no, 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 Knox. Hey, maybe maybe on NXT she'll come back as Tegan Knox, and on the main roster she'll just be uh, Knox, and we'll get even more confused. But sorry, Knox was supposed to face uh, the Poison Pixie after costing the titles, and that I guess apparently just been dropped, or she's going to be doing both shows for a while. Ember no longer has a tag team partner. And like I said, Saray was supposed to her first big feud look like it was going to be against, you know, maybe Tony Storm. And those, those things are all gone. I mean, we still have, you know, the Colossus is still there for a couple more weeks to maybe have him to put over um, Adam Cole. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it's just, just another thing where, yes, I said earlier that uh, we're finally seeing maybe it's back to what it was supposed to be uh, developmental. But, you know, it's just we start these feuds and they're just gone. And it's just very, very frustrating. Well, I mean, Corey, they fired like 10 women, right? They women, they fired all these women on the main roster. So you, you have to replenish. What did we talk about? How few women were on the main roster? You got to replenish it. And there's a lot of women in NXT, you know, the Gigi Dolans of the world who they haven't done anything with yet. Um, and I feel like there's a few other women who they who they're still waiting to to kind of I, debut. Did you finish a storyline before you you bring them? I up? think, uh, yeah. I mean, I get it, but you know, I mean, that, I don't get too upset about that. One, it's great for these women to great for any of the wrestlers, man or woman, to yeah. move to the main roster and make that money, and it's a big deal to be on you know national TV on Fox every week. So like, and they're gonna make more money hopefully. So like, and that's what their dream has been. So like. That I'm not, it's whatever. Um, I don't disagree with you that it's a little um, disjointed with NXT. But you know what, Corey? If I'm going to trust anybody to book this stuff, I'm going to book the, I'm going to trust the people in NXT. <laughs> so like if they, if they're going to figure it out, it's going to be, it's going to be that. And so maybe Bailey uh, getting hurt also kind of threw a wrench, a monkey wrench into things. And the fact that they, you know, man, the Mandy Rose thing is interesting because she they were going to feud for the tag titles. Now she might be gone. So I don't mind the change. I, I think it's I think it's OK. Uh, but I but yeah, I, I, I do think it kind of leaves things a little bit disjointed. Yeah. And like I said, we'll see what happens. But uh, Jay, as we mm. spoke about earlier in the show, live crowds are back. I might theme the whole day show, but uh, TNA or Impact Wrestling, depending on how old you are and how long you've been watching. Uh, they'll be having their big show, Slammiversary. I think as a result of last year when all the cuts were made, Slammiversary kind of became the bigger show than Bound for Glory because of the fact of who may or may not come in. But, uh, Jay, what is your – it's on a Saturday night. I don't believe it's going against a finals game. Maybe – and if it is, and that's an automatic no. But what's your interest level on this uh, Impact Slammiversary pay-per-view uh, on Saturday? So, unfortunately um... – with having YouTube TV, they don't have access TV. So I have not been watching the last couple of weeks of Impact. Oh, really? I've just been, yeah. So I have not been able to watch the Impact. I know now they're going to do a deal where you can watch them for 99 cents a month or whatever. Uh, so I may I may get on that. We'll see. Um, but yeah, no, I, I mean, you know, just looking at the show, um, it looks like a good show. And some of the stuff they were building before, um, you know, before my... Uh, before I switch my, my cable uh, provider streaming service, but you know, I, I'd be very interested to see what happens. I mean, you know, going over some of these matches, 
uh, Chris Saban versus Moose, you know, whatever. Um, the tag title match, Fire and Flavor. Uh, I think Havoc and Rosemary probably win those. Really? Uh, yeah, the Impact World Tag Titles, the four-way. Who the hell knows what happens there? Uh, maybe that's a spot to get Gallows and Anderson back the titles. Um, the knockout title. I, I mean, Corey, let's talk about that for a second. Sure. Who do we think that could be? Well, before it's it's, it doesn't look like it's going to be Chelsea Green. However, they have done some stuff where they have um, Ring of Honor and Impact are on friendly terms a little bit. And one thing that we've seen with these wrestlers are they're doing this thing where they're not locking themselves into any one company, right? So even um, Andrade can still, I believe, wrestle for New Japan. He can still wrestle in Mexico. So maybe that still becomes Chelsea Green. I don't know. Um, I thought, like I said, before her showing up in Ring of Honor, which if we have some time, we'll talk quickly some from the highlights that we saw from Ring of Honor this past weekend. But um, I thought she was mostly the obvious choice. Can we have, I mean, I, there's been some rumors out there that Tessa Blanchard could be making a return, which would be amazing on how that's gone full circle where, you know, she was there. So the people who that, you know, she said some stuff about and who heard about it, you know, the former Sienna to be the key name are no longer with the company. I mean, hey, maybe a Sienna could come back, but I mean, I think it might be, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Mickey James. I mean, those would be the choices. I, I don't think they go without promoting it. Britt Baker, even though they're all close friends. Pey- so I, Peyton Royce. I, you know, it's, it's interesting. Like I said, we spoke about for a moment last week, the uh, contract situations of, you know, if Peyton and Billy, the former Peyton and Billy, can work anywhere right now because of their visa issues. I mean, they've yeah, kind of but they also might have they've also might have said that for put that over for a reason. Hey, it might, I mean? might be right. I mean, I hey, buddy, uh, buddy Murphy said the same thing in his interview with uh, Sean Ross Sapp last week, and in September he's got a uh, match already signed in Philadelphia to face Brian Cage. So I mean, you do wonder how all these things can work out. But I mean, I could I could see you know Mickey James pay uh, the. The former uh, Payne Royce or Tessa Blanchard. Those would be my top three choices. But it more than likely will be like Taylor, Taylor Maid or whatever her name is, you know, who is like, who cares? Taylor, Taylor Wilde. Yeah, uh, unlikely to be Taylor Wilde. Uh, and uh, other question, whoever that person is, do they win the title? I think she, if, from what I've seen, you know, watching on, on Twitch here and there, I still think she's very over. I don't think it's the right time to take a title off her, but I mean, when you go and you make stories, I mean, I do wonder, and we can just go on off here for one second. When they first put out the video for Slimversary, they had all they had guys from New Japan Pro Wrestling, the Okadas of the world, and uh, Samoa Joe, people like that. Samoa Joe is resigned with the with the with NXT, with the lockdown in Japan. I and I believe Okada has a match on one of these shows coming up. So you know, with everything with the two weeks of quarantine afterwards, I don't see him coming in. I don't see like all these big names they got last time coming in, unless there's more people like. A black- well, you know what though, Corey, the thing is, I, I don't really care about the names coming in. I mean, that's just some like, Oh, buy our pay-per-view because we got names coming in. I mean, it really did help I mean, last time with the Eric Young's and. Yeah, the- I know. And I know, but they needed it. Right. They have it's- Kenny Omega wrestling in the main event. Well, if you look um, at AEW, he's not wrestling there, but you know, whatever. 
No, no. What I'm saying is Kenny Omega is wrestling in the main event this oh, year, right, and yeah. he didn't wrestle in the main event last year. Agreed. And he's a game changer. Uh, the pay-per-views that he's been on have been proven to be more successful than they've had in the past. Absolutely. So I, I think the idea of all these people they're bringing in, I don't think it's a big deal. I think the knockouts title match will be, will be interesting. Um, Josh Alexander, no way he loses. Um, I don't think they have been building him up so strong in impact. Um, and he won a new Japan, a new Japan strong. I really think they're building him up to be, uh, you know, world title contender at some point. Maybe he loses, but I just, I don't see it. Yeah. I mean, and you know what? I don't, we had a chance to talk about, I don't know if you still had access to that point, but I was able to watch it, you know, like it's on tw- after the fact, the match that he, that Iron Man match he had with yeah. him yeah. is maybe not top 10 matches of the year, but yeah. at least for the first half of the year, I think it's like a top 20, 25 match of the year. And I really think Josh Alexander, who some people thought might struggle a little bit once he went as a singles from being part of the North for all that time. And the guy who kind of was the standout because of his talking ability, his promo ability was Ethan page. He's really stepped up and he has been excellent in this, uh, this role. I agree. And he's even been a little bit better on the mic too. Um, I didn't realize how good he's been. You know, I wasn't watching impact like that, mm-hmm. uh, but he is really, really, really good. Um, he is really good. So yeah, we'll see what happens there. Um, as far as the title match, I mean, you would think this would be the time for Sam, Sammy Callahan to win, but it's also weird because like he's like a heel. But I, I think this is probably the time for Callahan to win, and then Omega to really focus on AW Rampage All Out. You know they have a big month coming of shows, so I mean this is their WrestleMania essentially. So maybe this is the time now to take the title off of Omega. But then on the other hand, it's like if they take the title off of Omega and put it on Callahan, I think they have to have some big reveal. I don't think it could be Callahan wins and they go off the air with this heel winning the title. I think something else has to happen. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Callahan's the right guy to win the title. I think he's been a team player for Impact for quite a long time, even, you know, resigning at the beginning of this year. Um I think it's an interesting storyline with Omega and Callahan and, you know, all the stuff that's been going on there, but I don't think it's the right time to take title off him, but I think you might be right due to the fact of if we're going to be having the end of the belt collector gimmick, the first, you know, he's mostly going to lose all these other titles before he lose the AEW title. And if we think, you know, September 5th, I guess it is, he's losing the uh, AEW title mostly at all out to hangman. He mostly will meet, lose the mega title, to maybe um, Andrade, you know, a triple, a triple mania. When is that? When is triple mania? Uh, Mid August. Yeah. So this would be this. This would be the start of him losing all these titles. Maybe he loses it there. I mean, I, I mean, could he hold the title until Bound for Glory? It's very, it's possible, but I just don't know who they're going to build up by that point. I mean, we've all said, you know, we have our favorites in in this company that we would love to see get that, you know, get that shot, you know, in the Trey Miguel's or the um, Chris Bay's, Chris Ace Bay, Austin. Ace Austin, those, particularly those three, but can you build those guys up in the next couple of months for October or, you know, bound for glory. So I think it's a 50, 50 proposition that he loses, but I think on paper, this is a pretty solid show. I'm not expecting a ton of surprises. I mean, of course, every show until he comes back to WWE, 
There's a chance that Daniel Bryan can show up, but I would say it was not a great one. But, you know, if you're if you want to tune into a show hoping, you know, Daniel Bryan shows up, more power to you. But I don't think he'll be showing up on this particular show. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, the other big show on this weekend is on Sunday. So you've got a show on Saturday, show on Sunday, no UFC, I believe, or at least no pay-per-view this weekend. So, And I'm going to be at a lake house in Michigan. So I got to figure this out. I might be back in time for money in the bank, but uh, uh, Slammiversary, I will likely not be, uh, be available for. So, oh, it, it, awesome. yeah. So I got to figure out what, uh, what I'm going to be doing. Yeah. Uh, so quickly money in the bank. I'll be the first one to say, just like a lot of these shows, on paper and build wise, I am not, I haven't been super into everything. So we're not going to go through this whole entire car, but I do think they've done well with the two, uh, the two world title matches on the men's side. I think those have both been built well. And with the idea that, you know, a Becky Lynch could be coming back and the fans at least makes me interested in the show. What, what's, what's your, uh, what's your feeling? Are you lukewarm on the show? Are you in, super interested? What, how are you feeling about money in the bank? The, the only issue with this show is that clear one Bailey getting hurt, I think really takes a lot away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I really was looking forward to the I quit match. I think that, um, you know, this is a holdover show for SummerSlam. So I think that is, if it wasn't such a big show with their next paper, their next paper view was extreme rules or some throwaway show. I would, I would think that you would see, you know, I'd be maybe more interested because you know, the title matches, they're going to, they're going to win. Right. Um, and be, and Bianca is not even, re- not even wrestling. Right. So, you know, kind of how that goes, the money in the bank, especially on the women's side, I, I think they've done a, a really bad job. Uh, Natalia, like what, what, you know, I, I know she's a tag champion, but she just lost to someone named Knox, right? Oscar hasn't won a match in, I, I don't remember the last time. Naomi's barely been on TV. Nikki Ash has a horror, horrible gimmick. Selena Vega just came there and then lost in three minutes. Alexa Bliss is a demon who's possessed or possesses people. Uh, and Liv Morgan has some, has some, some fire behind her. And then it looks like Tamina is going to be the other person, right? I'm like what you know like who so none of the women impress me um with their build they're all they're all good athletes oscar is one of the best men or woman one of the best wrestlers in the world but they don't do anything with her so it's like who should win that right and whoever does win that likely won't win the title um the men's money in the bank i think could be interesting I think you have some very interesting possibilities. Um, you know, they have tried to really hype up this Morrison Ricochet feud, uh, probably two of the best athletes they have in the company. Um, you know, do you see a, please don't have McIntyre win this fucking match, but I I think there's a good chance you have Riddle or Big E win the match. Um, I would say that, like I said, interest level on this show. Riddle is so heavily featured. On Raw, I, I watched Raw. I mean, God bless me, but I did watch Sorry. Raw. The other, I mean, he was on like five segments. Um, so my interest level on the show is pretty good because I've always like I've always enjoyed Money in the Bank. So and they're not going to do some stupid Money in the Bank like they did last year. So I think this has a chance to be a very good show with some possible interesting surprises. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, let me a couple things here. One, I do think we might get one title change on the show. I think that the Rhea Ripley experiment could be going on the shelf for a little while. And I think Charlotte could be winning the title. I know everybody will love that, but I just think that twofold. One, because we do have the first major show with, you know, live crowds. Yes, SmackDown will have a live crowd, but that following night, I think that the I think that McMahon's gonna try to go and get something in there, at least one title change. I mean, maybe they put the titles on the War Raiders, but I don't think that moves the needle at all. And I do think that the two title matches are interesting. I think the chances of either champion losing, I think, is slim. But you know what? But the one thing that I, I do wonder is, does Roman Reigns versus John Cena, which is the proposed match for SummerSlam, yeah, is that t- is that t- is that match bigger than the world title? And does the world title have to be involved for us to care about it? You know, I mean, it does. It doesn't, but it just is. You know, like kind of the um, the Rock Cena match at WrestleMania, where like the Rock didn't have to be champion. He didn't right. need to be champion, but he was. So I think it's kind of one of those things. Also, you know, it would hurt if he like lost the title. So he lost the title, and he's like, "Well, now I'm going to wrestle John Cena." That doesn't make a lot of sense. So, you. Um, you know, so yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see any way he loses. And apparently, Lash is going to fight Goldberg, and I, I don't understand why this guy keeps getting these these chances. But um, I guess it's his last contracted match of the year. So hopefully, it's his last match we ever see him. But um, probably not. Um, so yeah. Very interesting to see what, what happens. But I think overall, this should be an interesting show. All right. So before we close this out on this segment, Money in the Bank, who's your pick for the men's Money in the Bank? Uh, Big E. I think they finally pulled the trigger with Big E. Uh, yeah. I'd love to say Big E, but I think they go with Old Reliable and Seth Rollins. And I think it just leads to more dissension between Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns as the year goes along. And then at some point, We'll either have an, the cash-in, you know, at Survivor Series or something like that to give another big match. Or I could see Big E. So, I mean, I think those are your two big choices. I mean, I think anyone in this match can win, but I don't think they – I don't think Owens is going to win. Nakamura has his own stuff now. He's the king. doesn't really feel like it matters. Drew McIntyre most likely will win, but I'm just hoping not. Ricochet and Morrison have been, you know – focused on you know over the last couple of weeks but i just don't see somebody ever putting the money in the bank on ricochet and you know you might be right riddle has been on our tv a ton and maybe he makes mcmahon laugh enough that uh maybe he puts tight you know puts it on him but i think your, your pick of biggie is a good a good one so the tough one is money in the bank for the women we know all the competitors now they've, i mean they've done such a poor job with all of them they none, none of them feel like they're important enough to win this match yeah my I mean, my, my pick's going to be Liv Morgan. That's who I think is going to win it. They've done this where, you know, so, uh, Sonya Deville came out and didn't give her the opportunity after, you know, and she had to keep winning and winning and winning. So I think Liv Morgan is the one who's going to get the money in the bank. I think she's probably the pretty heavy favorite. That's interesting. Yeah, I I, I think I'm going to go with Asuka. Why? She doesn't want to match in, like, it was awesome. She won a match. Yeah, but you know what? Sometimes they do that. A match that's important anyway. I mean, sometimes they do that type of stuff where someone. But she won it last year. That's right. She did win it last year. I told you. Look at that. She she wins so few points. I forgot she won last year. 
And that, that's right. That's how you had the old Becky thing and everything else. So, you know what? I'll go with you. I'm going to go with Liv Morgan. You, you've convinced me uh, as much as I care to go with Liv Morgan. But uh, I think on paper, this should be a really good show. I don't think this is a must-watch show, except for the fact that you got fans. And, you know, maybe you see it. Maybe you see it. I think it's, I think it's a, I feel like it's a must-watch show only because I think you might get a surprise or two. Daniel Bryan? Grapple no. Hill. No, I, I, it sounds like Daniel Bryan is not there. It's not with the company right now. Mm-hmm. So, but I think we might get a Becky Lynch. Yeah. Maybe we get a John Cena. Like, I think, we, I think we could see somebody come out. Absolutely. Uh, so, Jay, this is the time of the show where I take a deep breath and uh, you do your best uh, pitchman routine to let people know how they can follow us and all the other shows on the uh, Life Group Network. Sure. So we're part of the, the great Life Group series of podcasts. Monday, we've got Dong City with Henry and Vince, uh, the Audible with Matt and Randy on Tuesday. Um, football is uh, starting to gear up. Got a couple of weeks. Thursday, you've got us, Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. Friday, we've got the Step Back with Jacob and Leon as my Phoenix Suns bet uh, starts to go in flames. And then Sunday, we've got Total Bases with Felipe and Sean. So a uh, good group of shows. Um, try to listen to them. Uh, very good stuff. Very entertaining. Uh, very good guys who do those shows. And a couple other shows that we uh, like to give a little pub to. Uh, every week on his podcast, he gives us a nice little promo. So, you know, I guess we should return the favor. Uh, wherever you listen to the podcast, check out the Morin Law podcast with Christopher Morin for comedy on a little bit more risque end, to put it nicely. And every week, some interesting takes on professional wrestling. And uh, if you want to hear somebody who thinks like Jim Cornette, I'm sure you'll enjoy his show quite a bit. But uh, Jay, um, there's another comedy podcast that uh, I'm part of, and I'm hopefully you'll be on, you know, in the limited time you have left. Would you like to uh, let me know what that is? The limited time I have left. Uh, You don't know Jackie. You don't know Jackie, Jackie, Andy, Jackie, Rachel, Jackie, Corey, the comedy podcast for the ages. Very cool. Uh, we will have a new show uh, next week where we come back with our uh, friend of the pod. <coughs> um, oh, you're choking. He's a he's such a good he or she is such a good friend. He doesn't even remember. She doesn't remember the name. Go ahead. Ken Beck. Uh, oh, okay. About uh, stand up comedy and some other subjects. So the third of the three episodes we did with him. So we'll uh, talk about, talk a little more comedy with him as Jackie Endy, you know, throws me under the bus without saying many words, but uh, be sure to check out. You don't know Jackie podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, give a five-star review on Apple podcast and we'll let you, we'll shout you out of course. And, you know, we're getting closer to episode 100 to see exactly where the go sh- where the show goes from there. But uh, Jay, I do remember the question I was going to ask you. Okay. So you are going to be a father to be uh, come December with twins. Fucking <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Uh, the show the show is coming to a most likely a, a temporary pause, or I'll be you know searching people to do the show here and there. But one of the things that you you always wonder: you watched wrestling as a kid, you know. Yeah. Are you gonna? And I, maybe it's too early to think about this, but are you gonna let your kids uh, make their own choice of watching wrestling? Or are you gonna be one of those dads who goes, "This is something I could share with them." I know, I know that you'll be sharing your love of sports with them, but as you know, oh yeah, that like we're gonna be watching sports from like the time they're like when 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 my wife allows them to watch TV, it's gonna yeah. be sports on all the time. 
But you um, know, say, you know, wrestling is too violent. It's stupid. It's got oh, violent. I I think it's more that it's stupid. <laughs> I think it's really I think it's really dumb. I don't know. I I don't know. That's a that's a good question. Um, that's a good question. I think the one thing that's positive, obviously, I'm black. I'm gonna have black children. Um, and so, and so for me, right, like I, I think we're seeing more positive role, uh, black role models in wrestling, a new day and stuff like that. Um, and so like, I think I would feel more comfortable from that standpoint. Um, I don't think the women are like, as like over sexualized as they used to be, um, and so I don't, I think it's about just like being a great athlete. I think like Bianca Belair is like a great role model for like young women and particularly young black women. Um, so I don't know, maybe, but then we got like Nikki Ash and Alexa Bliss is like a possessed demon and this dumb shit. So I don't, I, pff, who knows? Um, who knows? I, I have, I, I, it is something I have really not thought about at all. Um, but I guess we'll kind of, we'll see when they get older, if, if I'm, you know, how much of wrestling am I going to be able to freaking why? I have no, I have no, I have no idea like with these two kids, man. It's going to be, Corey, it's just going to be, I saw, I um, was coming home from the gym and there was um, a mom and a dad and they had their kid in the stroller and it was just one kid. They were taking up like the whole sidewalk. It's like, get out of the sidewalk. You got this kid move or whatever. And I'm like, we're going to have two. And it's going to be like one of those gigantic strollers. We're going to be the annoying people with this gigantic <laughs> stroller and these two babies crying. It's going to be, it's going to be crazy, but it's going to be really, really um, great. Really, 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 really great. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. You want to read Jackie Andy's comment? Um, I'll, I'll let you read it. I can't, I can't see it. Go ahead. You, you read it. The show without a wheelbarrow is just a pile of manure. <laughs> Let's go. That's too sweet. That's too sweet right there. Thank you, Jackie. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Uh, and, you know, maybe the babies will make an appearance. We'll see. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, down the road with with them and and with everything but very excited to be a dad very excited for my wife because she's gonna be fantastic mom um yeah it's been um a really fun like emotional time and uh we'll see how things keep going over the next few months well we know how well hopefully she's healthy and stuff like that um so that's the big that's the big thing where you know that's that's been on my mind so that, other than that and taking trips because we need to like go places because it might we might be um like bunkered down um once these babies are born so that's that's been what's been on my mind lately and pro wrestling always thinking about pro wrestling and, and let's be honest i'm sure somewhere in the back of your mind you you also made a milwaukee you know bet to uh, counteract the other end of this bet so oh i absolutely hedged a hundred percent yeah a hundred oh, I, I know my jason <laughs> yeah a hundred percent hundred percent but uh jay like i said you know every once in a while have a little fun at the end of the show, just talking a little life, you know. Um, but Jay, another really entertaining uh, episode on the, like I said, time we have left uh, on the show. 
hopefully, uh, you know, you'll still be able to do it again. We don't take another two year absence like we did last time. But, um, well, the room I'm in currently is going to be the nursery. So we have a desk here and a chair and those won't be here. So this is going to it's going to be interesting what what happens here. So yeah, we'll, we'll keep we'll keep talking um, as as we kind of move move along here. But uh, you got me until uh, November. So, um, you know, and then also it, wrestling starts to suck after wrestling after Survivor Series. It's terrible. And then it gets better at the Royal Rumble. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, Brian Drake, are you available on uh, Thursday nights? Oh, okay, cool. All right, we're doing a fantasy football show now. Have a good time. No, but uh, Jay, always a pleasure. Couldn't be happier for you and Sharon on uh, the great news. And, you know, we will keep uh, people uh, invested as, you know, they truly care about, you know, the wheelbarrow's life and not uh, mine as much. So, uh, Jay, I think the uh, final word is always is yours as we call it a week. I think we're done here. See ya.